Good morning, all. How are we this morning? Morning, Russell. Good morning, Father. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord. We come to you in all our weakness, in all our failures. In the times we have failed you, in the times we have faltered, in the times we have fallen short. We thank you, Father, that despite all of that failures, you only look on us with eyes of love. And you call us, you draw us to yourself each morning, every single day. You do not turn your face away from us. As a father, you only pour out your love. You cover all our infirmity, our weaknesses. You cover all those times we have hurried you. All those times we have not spent with you, you ignore. All the times we have hurt you and others, you cast it behind your back and you remember it no more. You choose to turn away from our sin. And all you do is look towards us with the eyes of mercy ever willing to pour your grace onto us. We thank you, Father, for this beautiful morning. And we come to join our spirit with yours again, to draw from you, to drink from you, and to receive from you. And as we connect our hearts to you, Father, we offer you our praise, we offer you our worship from the deepest caverns of our heart. We want to tell you that we love you. And that we're sorry for all our sins, our failures. And Father, when we come to you in repentance, we know that you won't turn us away. But you are ever willing to stretch your hand out and pull us out of whatever mess we might be in. And you fill peace into our hearts, you fill joy, you fill your love, so that our joy be made full, so that our eyes are focused on you. And when we offer our prayer, our praise, our worship, you dwell in that. And you take over that situation. And we know in our hearts, and that is what gives us confidence, that in every situation, you work for our good, the good of those who love you and whom you have called according to your purpose. Father, the peace that you give us, we share that with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family called by your name, the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. <coughs> we share your peace with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group all those that have no one to pray for them and all those that do not know how to pray. All those that have not known you, including those that are Christians and have never really encountered you. They've only followed it as a religion. And with all those, Father, as well, that do not want to know you, that by choice stay away. Continue to live in darkness and ignorance under a false lie that has been told to them or some kind of false doctrine. And we pray for each of these, Father, as for ourselves as well, that there is a lifting today by the lifter of men, that every darkness before our eyes 
be torn apart to reveal your light, your radiance. That we are given a newer dimension of you. That we know you from a different angle and we are able to use that in our approach, in our prayer, in our relationship, in our communication with you. And who the sun sets free is free indeed, Father, we pray that that freedom from all kinds of bondage, of ignorance and lack of wisdom and not knowing the truth. That they might step into the light. That we might make that decision to turn back and head towards our Father's house. That we might walk with you hand in hand in the shade of the trees like a child holding the hand of their father. And as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name, the name of our God, our maker, our creator, the father who has loved us with an everlasting love, he who covers our head in the day of battle, the one whom we call in our worship, he who dwells in the midst of the cherubims, above the mercy seat, in the tabernacle. The ancient of days, the rabbi of all ages, the rock. And we pray in the name of Jesus, your son, the bridge to the father who taught us to pray, the one who taught us faith, the word himself, the way, the truth, and the life the one who is our wonderful counselor, Prince of Peace, the one who gave of his everything for us, for our sake. And we pray in the name of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of God, the Father, the living God, the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of resurrection, the Spirit of victory, the one who heals our backsliding. Through him we receive all revelation. Through him we are, is made known to us the deep thoughts of the Father, that the Father thinks towards us, thoughts to prosper us and give us an expected end. Through him we are strengthened. It is he who is our counselor and our advocate. It is he who makes intercession on our behalf. And even now it is he who prays with us when we pray. The God who made his tabernacle in our bodies. Unfit, unworthy, filled with iniquity. Yet he came. He came for each of us. That we might be transformed. We thank you Lord that you are ever so merciful that you do not count my sins and the gravity of them. But when I turn towards you, and each of us say this, when I turn towards you, you are willing to look upon me with mercy, cast my sins aside, and bring me in towards you. Draw me near, fill me with your spirit, your presence. We thank you, Father, for the gift of life we take so much for granted. 
But when we sleep every night, we believe we will wake up every morning. But our time, our destiny is only written by you. And you make it available to us. You make another opportunity available to us to turn away from all that must leave us. So that as we journey through that life, we are able to step towards you and not away from you. We thank you, Father, for your patience that you don't give up on us. Never willing to convict, but never condemning. All you want is to see a changed person in me. One who has given up sin and cannot be affected by that sin no more. We thank you, Father, for the gift of family, of friends, all the things that they do for us and they love us so much, yet we take it all so much for granted. They are a representation of the love, the thoughts that you think towards us. The God of love. We thank you, Father, for the gift of angels and destiny helpers that you have given us. Help us in time of need. And there are so many times we fail to thank you. We thank you, Father, for everything that you have provided us, including your word, your spirit, and the gift of prayer. That we are able to communicate with you at will. Today, as we pray, we reflect on the times in the gospel when Jesus got angry. And those were obviously things that he couldn't accept. Anger can reveal a person's nature, priorities, and even insecurities when we look at our own selves, at the things that make us angry. And we might probably start looking at it in a new light after today. So that the things that make us angry, we reflect on whether that is an insecurity or a shortcoming in us, or whether as a matter of our priority, we start to hate things and get angry. But for now, let's look at those times when Jesus' anger was triggered. And I'll just take three such instances. In Mark chapter 3, when he was about to heal the man with a withered hand, the Pharisees were waiting for an opportunity to catch him healing and performing some kind of work on the Sabbath. And he knew and he expected this and he asked them, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath days or to do evil or to save a life or to kill? But they remained silent. They held their quiet. And he was angered and grieved by their hardness of heart that they refused to answer. And he healed the man's hand anyway in defiance. Are there such moments in our life where we limit ourselves to religion? Where we know that there are certain things that are good and yet want to stick by what the rule book says. We limit ourselves to religion and not to the teachings that Jesus is actually giving us. Where we are too focused on customs and traditions and forget the value of a human life. And that life might even be our own family members 
our spouse, our children, when we force some things on them. The second instance is in Mark chapter 10, where Jesus was teaching. And many parents brought their children to be blessed by Jesus. And the disciples felt that they were interrupting his teachings and rebuked them to prevent Jesus' time from being wasted because he was continuously teaching. But Jesus was displeased and said to them, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For theirs is the kingdom of God. Children often carry the highest levels of faith because of their innocence. And when they were being brought to him in faith, the disciples seeking to push them aside. Now referencing Hebrews 11 verse 6 here. It is impossible to please God without faith. And when we look at the converse side of it, faith alone can please him. He was upset that these in faith were being treated as unimportant. Their faith was being undermined. And they were being cast aside. And he said, suffer it to be so. Suffer them to come to me. And theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Do we often make fun of, belittle, bully or even rubbish someone's faith and innocence? Do we refuse help? Do we look down on others? Are we too religious focused on certain things in life? Where those things become more important than people. It could be my car. It could be my work. It could be anything else that might even take priority over the people that really matter to us. The third instance is Matthew 21, where Jesus returned to the city, entered the temple and saw the money changers and traders in the temple courtyard. And he was angry. And he quoted two scriptures there where he said, my house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. Isaiah 56 and Jeremiah 7 verse 14. He was angry that the only part of the temple that was accessible to the common people and the Gentiles was actually being used for all other purposes of doing business other than its intended purpose, which was actually prayer. And that was the impression of God and of prayer that everyone that could access that courtyard would take back with them. It was being trivialized into mere ritual. So often we see that in our own lives as well. In our own past, where the Holy Mass was just a ritual. Where Christmas was just a feast for celebrating. 
It was more of Santa Claus and none of Jesus. In all these examples, we see Jesus was angered for the same single reason. Vulnerable people and people that needed him were being kept away. People that wanted to approach him were being pushed aside. Were being kept away from receiving God's grace because of human tradition, religious mindedness, taking precedence over a heart that should have been operating in love. It is that lack of love that angered him. Jesus was always about the people and for the people. He gave his life as well. He did not come to enforce religion, but he came to win people's hearts. He did not come to enforce laws and traditions. Although he did say, I came to uphold the law, but that was about saving people. Not turning them away. He was moved with compassion and that is the source of his mercy. He does not want any man to perish due to sin, but to come to repentance and have life. He valued every soul being saved, that hand or the sickness being healed, the innocence and faith of children more than anything else. Why? Because that is, that is his mission as is stated in Isaiah 61, which he later confirmed in his life in Luke 4, verse 18, 19, where he said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me for what? To proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And all of this in this mission statement of Jesus was only about and for people. And these instances that we have seen turned exactly in the opposite direction from all that was mentioned in this mission statement. So anything that went against it, obstructed or delayed it, angered him. And I believe the purpose of these stories being included here is for us to reflect on our own belief systems, our own conscience and our life. To discern whether we are being religious or carnal minded or whether we carry the mind of Christ in all our dealings. When we look at others that might need our help, when we look at others that might need our understanding, that might need our forgiveness, what are we doing in that situation? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that that discernment come upon each of us in our hearts. That through your conviction, O Holy Spirit, we are able to see, we are able to step back and look at it from a spiritual angle and see where our mistakes were. See where we were being misguided and misled by the evil one through wicked thoughts, to turn away from them and to operate in love like Jesus did. We ask for that edification in our spirit. 
as we pray for that growth in our spirit, we also pray for physical and temporal needs. In a special way for all those that are afflicted with any kind of infirmity, life-threatening diseases, those <clears throat> that are hospitalized this day, those that have undergone or will recently undergo surgeries. We pray for all families as well, especially those that are undergoing separation at this moment. We cover them with your precious blood, Jesus. We ask for your anointing to fill their hearts, knowing that you are love. And when you enter into their hearts, every other emotion that is not love must leave. Every spirit that is behind that kind of a divisive separation, we come against it in the name and the authority of Jesus and cast it out of their lives their home, their families. Lord, we invite you into these homes. We know that you stand knocking at the door and you patiently wait until we let you in. On their behalf, Lord, we let you into that home, knowing that when the God of love, the God who himself is love, enters in, the atmosphere, the season in that home must change to one of love. We speak that change over their lives this day, Father. Let every misunderstanding be removed. Let your love, your peace, give them one more opportunity to rebuild what you have joined together. And we declare over their lives, Lord, that what you have joined together let no man and no spirit separate. We pray also in a special way for all those that will marry this day. And we invite your presence, Father. The God of love. Into their hearts, into their lives, into their homes into this new beginning of a family unit that they make. We pray in a special way also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds over their lives, all those that are battling anxiety, depression, including poverty. Anything that seeks to keep them oppressed, busy, powerless, bonded and yoked to the ground, we come against it in the name and by the blood of Jesus that has won all victory. And with the authority that he has given us, the authority of great commission. We declare every such chain broken over their lives. We declare every yoke of bondage broken. Father, we ask for your anointing to touch their lives this day so that that burden be taken off their shoulder, the yoke broken and taken off their neck and who the sun sets free through the spirit of liberty is free indeed. Let that freedom touch each of these lives as a tongue of fire this day, Father. There is a new beginning in the spirit. And they are able to know in their hearts that this is by the finger of God. We pray also for our own families and our friends. Especially all those that are not yet saved. All those that have not yet encountered you, Lord. Quicken them and they shall call on your name. 
on our own lord we are unable to be quickened we are still limited in the flesh but when your spirit touches us our spirits are made alive we are given a new birth a new life we ask for that new life in the spirit to be given to them as well as a gift your free gift of salvation that when they have seen your face their life must change we pray for our personal needs as well we raise our own petitions those of our families we thank you father that as we raise these our petitions at our altar by our priesthood praying in the spirit we know that you pray with us that you have heard us you always hear us you have listened to our prayer and when you make intercession together with us that becomes our prayer of agreement with the way maker himself with the scepter of the king of kings the symbol of his power when he hovers over every void situation that we have raised to him there must be light and through that light life into every such situation that it is turned around for the good of those that we are praying for we now connect with you in our spirit father release our faith and come with expectation that that what we are praying for must be manifested this day in their lives i invite everyone that can pray in tongues to please unmute and join in and those that are seeking the gift to approach in faith start thanking the holy spirit for that gift and move your tongue you must take that action of faith to move our tongue only when we move our tongue is he then given full permission to take hold and take charge of it and to help us to release that gift over our lives please feel free to unmute and join in thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you father thank you father thank you holy spirit Thank
Santa Papa Santa 
Shantia in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your mercy, for your grace, for your patience, for your love, and for your favor. Thank you, Father. The scripture I was given today is Romans 1, 24 and 25. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Proverbs 4 verses 25 to 27, where it is written, Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ 
and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us. The ones whom he has called according to his purpose and filled with his spirit. That chases us and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us always remember and realize that we are blessed to be a blessing to everyone around us and to go above and beyond our close inner circle. To be a blessing to everyone in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. Thank you. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Jesus.